Hey, good morning, and thank you for tuning again to the Legally Steel Show. It's Saturday, it's a new day, and I'm happy to be coming to you at 10 o'clock in the morning. I tell you, it took me a minute to get adjusted because, uh, you know, normally Saturday mornings I'm getting up a little late and getting started, but this morning I had to rise and shine, which means I had to go to bed early on a Friday night, which is no problem. But I'm up this morning, got my coffee, and I'm looking at the sun. It's beautiful outside here in Tampa, Florida. We are at about 72 degrees now, and I know that's irritating some people around the country, but I want to give you inspiration so you can follow along with us. But here's the good part. We have a really good show going for you today. Today's show is going to be on follow-ups. Recently, we've been having some technical difficulties because this is an Internet-based show, so you have to have the best Internet connection in order to broadcast properly. Otherwise, you'll get some breakage, and we've changed some things as we've you know, started out. And I'll tell you, initially, we started the show as a trial. Started the show to see, you know, pretty much to support the book sales, but the show has actually taken on a life of its own, and we're happy to happy to be with you. Um, of course, when we originally started, we started the show, it was on a free basis, you know, you had an hour free. And I basically gave you a chance to see if this is really something that, you know, an individual would want to do. And now that we are locked in and solidified in what we're doing, we are now one of the premium hosts, which means we pay for our airtime now. Not a problem, because when you pay for things, you get better service, you get more amenities, and that's what we're doing now. So we're able to come to you via Skype instead of a landline or cell phone so we can give you a better connection. Also, we can talk to you anywhere. I don't necessarily have to be in the studio. I can be on location, which I've been promising you since you've been listening that we're going to go on location. This week we um, secured a video camera, and we're going to be out and about bringing you short videos on things that you need to know and things that matter most to your wallet, giving you the visual as well as the audible to get you going to where you need to go. So with that being said, I want to apologize. I want to apologize for last week's show. Um, I understand and got some feedback that a lot of people tuned into it. They were very interested in what I was saying about building business credit, but we had some audible difficulties uh, where it was going in and out and breaking. And hopefully this week we are much better. We are directly connected in instead of a wireless we are hardwired into the Internet right now, so hopefully the show that you're receiving is going to be A1 above board, top class. So thank you for your responses and, and, and keeping me updated because I'm doing the show live, so I can't hear myself. I can only get my feedback from you or once I listen to the show afterwards. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, I want to thank you because the month of February has been a fantastic month as far as listenership. Our numbers are off the chart. Now, 14,000, 15,000 may not sound like a lot of listens, but mind you, we came on the, sh came on the air July, July 24th 
of 2010. So we have now officially been on the been on the air seven months, and we are at almost 15,000 listens. That's live and archive listens, and I thank you, thank you for that. February is a short month, and we're we're not over. So we are really pushing the level, and this is great because when we turn to go to advertisers and sponsors, we'll be able to say, listen. This is what we need from you because the show is popular, the show is live, people are listening to us because people like the information that we're giving out. So they'll want to come on and, of course, put their products and their services in front of you. And that's a good thing, always. Um, that'll reduce some of our costs, but it'll also bring you pertinent content. And I promise you this, I will not bring you any type of advertiser that's not relevant to what we're doing on the show. Our mantra here is to bring you, actually to be the best show on the web, bringing you real, reliable, and relevant information for our smart consumers. So be rest assured, we're only going to bring you advertisers or sponsors that matter most for the things that you're trying to do. That's what we do here on the show. Well, today we're going to touch up on some follow-ups um, people have sent in questions over the over the last couple of months, and I want to get to some of those things. I addressed them a little bit on different shows, but seems to be credit is a top show, followed by car buy, which is something that you know we we shot for. And I remember last year I was going through the whole procedure of car buying, and then I it kind of hit me that you need to talk about credit for a second. Well, credit is a monster. And with the way things are going now, credit is only becoming the emperor, not the king, the emperor of any type of buying, any type of purchasing, anything that you're going to do on credit, you're going to have to have the best credit. So I want to touch on some of those things and some of the issues some of the some of our listeners have sent in um, information or request of information. And I told them that I'm going to research as I do and bring you the most up-to-date information. First and foremost, if you don't have a pen, grab a pen. I want you to go to this website. This is the only government-funded, government-supported website to get your credit report. Because unless you have a credit report in front of you, we can talk about credit all day long, but you will not see the relevance of what we're talking about. So the website that you want to go to, and you can pull your credit report for free. You don't have to pay any monitoring services. You can pull your credit report for free. It's annualcreditreport.com. That's annualcreditreport.com. That's the only website that's, a, that's supported by the Federal Trade Commission to get you your credit report free of charge. And I think you can do one credit report per year. And that credit, when I say credit report or one per year, it's coming via the three credit reporting agencies. Okay? Now, another site that you can use is Quizzle. Quizzle.com. You can also pull your credit report there, and they will give you your number, your credit score, 
that you see on the commercials, the credit score, and they'll also give you a breakdown of how to gauge your credit score. If you're in the 500s, 500s are considered Ds. So if you go on the alphabet scale of grading like you did when you were in middle school, A, B, C, D, and then F, not the E's. Don't go back to elementary, <laughs> middle school and high school, A, B, C, D's, and F's. If you're in the 500s, your credit score is a D. That is not good credit. It was not a good grade in school, nor is it good credit for credit-based companies. If your credit score is 600 to 620, you have a credit score of a C. C is not good, but it's not terrible. You can get credit, but you're going to pay a higher interest rate on whatever you get. If you go from 621 to 650, your credit score, I'm sorry, 680, your credit score is considered a B. Well, B is good. You can get credit. You'll pay maybe a little bit more, but you can negotiate better once you have a B credit score. And, of course, if you're 690 or better, you're in an A credit score. Now, these numbers are adjusting because of the way credit is being applied to the things that we do. What I'm predicting is going to happen is that the whole credit reporting or credit distribution system is going to have to alter itself because with so many foreclosures on people's records now, bankruptcies, it's going to, if everybody has bad credit, and I've said this before, if everybody has bad credit and nobody has good credit, which means lenders have to adjust some things. Now, as of now, it's been 20 months since the Great Recession ended. Okay, 20 months since the Great Recession recession ended. However, the major lenders seem to have forgotten forgotten about the Great Recession. And they are going to do business as usual. However, for you, the consumer, business is nowhere near as usual. It's almost impossible to buy a home now. Although some of you aren't trying to buy, but those that are trying to buy, the days of stated income, they're gone. Everything is going to have to be proven. Now, how does that tie into the small business owner? Well, years ago, this, it was the same way for the small business owner. You had to have two, three years of tax returns uh, because you weren't a regular W-2 employee. So you had to have so many years of tax returns and, and different things as far as buying or qualifying to buy something. Well, as things have changed, we're here in a situation where you as an individual, not only are you going to have to show your W-2s, but you're going to have to show your tax returns as well because they want the best. They want the best possible candidate to buy a home. Uh, cars are a little bit different. Even though the qualifications are still high with cars, dealers will go out of business. We've already gone through that whole thing. If you shut down the automotive industry, things will fall flat. So 
you're still able to buy a car, but most people aren't trying to live in their car. Now, back to the small business owner. Small business owners, I've been talking about building credit for your company. You're going to have to separate yourself from your company. You're going to have to start, if your company isn't a corporation, I suggest, I suggest to you today, if your company is an LLC, limited liability company, I suggest that you contact your Secretary of State Monday morning and go ahead and upgrade your LLC to a corporation. You can still have S-Corp filing status, pretty much be the same filing status as you did under your LLC, pass through taxation, it's all filled out on your report or, or, or your credit or your tax file, tax information, but it will put you in a better position for obtaining credit for your company and keeping yourself totally separated from your company's credit. Um, once you get you know, your tax ID number, which is I've stated is like your social security number for your business, once you get that, your company now becomes an artificial entity. In other words, it has a life of its own now. It's an artificial life because it's not breathing, but it's an entity of its own. It's separated from you. And now that entity can grow. You can raise that entity like you would a child, build its credit, build its profile, build its performa, and now it's standing strong and tall, separate from you. Now, small business owners, you can also buy cars under your company's credit. You don't have to use your personal credit anymore, especially if you're buying a vehicle for your business. And, of course, get with a CPA because there have been some changes out there. You see people buying these SUVs or for their business and able to write off the total amount on their business taxes because – the IRS changed it, and, and it, this was kind of a loophole that people started using, but it was 6,000 pounds. 6,000 pounds or more were considered as equipment, like farmers would do. They would go out and buy their tractors or whatever. They're, you know, picking equipment, and it was considered equipment. It was, you know, business equipment. Well, if you buy a vehicle that's sizable enough, that has enough weight, that vehicle becomes equipment for your business. So... We got, you know, I've been promising you these companies, and I contacted them yesterday. We talked, and we're going to be looking at about three weeks out on a Saturday morning. We're going to call in. We're going to have them on the show live, and we're going to be bringing you that information for is building your company's credit. There are some companies out there that are proclaiming to do it. I've researched them. Some of them um, are not as strong as others in building the credit that you need, but some of them are very good. The people that I'm going to have on the show, the representatives of the company, these companies are very good. And I'll tell you, one company that I'm favoring most right now is a company that actually does both. And it's, it's kind of unique the way they do it. But they will take your company, and because you are an officer of your company, they will build... Your company's credit, independent of yours, they're not using your Social Security number to build your company's credit, but because you are the officer of your company, they are going to build your credit individually as well. Why is this? Of course, I had to inquire. 
the reason for this is most companies under a half of a million dollars, you don't need a personal guarantor with the way they're going. They'll build your company's credit. You don't need a personal guarantor. And if you had half of a million dollars in lines of credit, that's great. But the moment you get over a half of a million dollars, like I was talking with a gentleman the other day, he's starting a recycling business. Well, with that type of business and you're talking about that type of equipment, he will need lines of credit well over two, three, four million dollars. But once you get over a half of a million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, then the the lenders are going to be looking towards you, the company officer, as having for having perfect credit because they're going to need a personal guarantor. So if you go out and decide to buy an office building for $1.3 million, let's say, then you're going to have to personally guarantee that because the bank is actually going to finance it, but they're looking for a guarantor. Okay? So that's this company I'm really favoring because a lot of small businesses, the way things are going, are really growing and going to build their capital and build their revenue. And they're going to need this type of credit-based uh, correction company or building company to actually make sure that they are able to obtain the things that they need and building the individual's credit as well. So that's a plus. And like I said, about three weeks out, we're going to have that coming on. Of course, during the week, I'll be making sure I get you these cinch messages over to you so you can actually tune in, make sure you hear us and follow us. Now, yesterday I received a I received I got a check coming in. I'll give it to you in just a second. But yesterday I received a message from a gentleman about a pay for delete letters. Now we're going back to your personal credit. Pay for delete letters. Basically the way paid for a pay for delete letter works is if a you have, let's say, a bad debt, and a company contacts you to improve or to you know pay off that bad debt, a collection agency contacts you to pay off that bad debt. If you agree to pay off that debt, you can send them a, basically, I will pay you if you delete the information, okay? That's what a pay-for-delete letter is. So if you have $500 of bad debt through a collection agency, they contact you. You can negotiate with them and say, listen, I know the debt is mine, and I'm going to pay my debt. However, once I pay my debt, I need that removed off of my credit report because this is, this is very important, and I'll tell you why. Well, let me finish the pay-for-delete process and then I'll tell you why it's extremely important that you get this done. The pay for delete, you have to get an agreement in place. Agreement to settle. Okay? And once you settle with that company, your agreement is in writing that as soon as they receive their last payment and make sure you pay it by check. Okay? By check and on your check write PIF on the back where they have to endorse it, write PIF 
on the front where you're writing what, what you're writing it for after you write I'm paying off a debt, write PIF. Now, what is PIF? PIF stands for paid in full. Paid in full. Once you write PIF on there or you write paid in full on there, if they endorse that check, they are agreeing because a check is a contract. A check is an agreement. Let's get that squared away. If they sign paid in or endorse that check that has PIF or paid in full on it, they have agreed that this is the final payment that is due to them. So they can't come back and get something from you later. Okay? That's a pay-for-delete pay letter. However, you can also negotiate, because I believe in negotiating everything. You can negotiate the amount that you owe. Because collection agencies are either pay they either paying for this information or this this contract from a company that is, you know, used that that you had your debt with. They're paying for this or they're agreeing to get a percentage of whatever they collect. So to them, it's a win win situation. Because most collection agencies are getting twenty five percent of whatever they collect. It doesn't matter to them, it wasn't their debt. So if it's $500 and you negotiate to $300, they're still getting 25% of whatever they collect. But you make sure that you have that paid in full agreement with them. So once they do, it's off of your credit. Now, well, it's paid off. It's not off of your credit. This is why I said, hang on, let me talk about that in a second, why that agreement is so important. Once you pay off your debt, debt is paid and... They now have it reporting as paid as agreed. That bad debt entry will stay on your credit report for seven years. Seven years. So there's no need for you being punished when you agreed to pay it off, but it's still on your credit report for seven years. So having that pay for delete agreement in place will take it off and now you don't have to be suffering with that for the next seven years. So pay-for-delete letters or pay-for-delete agreements are very, very important. And, of course, you can research the web and you can find copies or sample letters of pay-for-delete. They're out there. And it's basically just a statement of if I'm going to pay you this, whatever the agreed amount on, you will agree to remove this from my credit report, and I need you to sign it. Don't pay anything until you get the agreement, the written acceptance of your paid agreement. Sign from them. Make sure they or make sure you send it to them certified, where you know they got it, and then they send it back to you. Chances are they're going to send it certified because they want to make sure that you're going to sign it so we can get our money the collection agency. But once you do that, you're done. You've paid it off. They're going to remove it from your credit report. And because you have that signed agreement, if they don't, they're now liable. They can be sued. They don't want to be sued, so they're going to take it off of your credit report. Very important, very, very, very important that you do that. Now, the chat that came in, it says, so if I sign on with a company, they will repair my credit and it will be done legally Plus, is this repairing something? Is this repair something I can do myself? Well, yes. First of all, yes. Anything that anybody else can do, you can do. 
Okay, that's the answer to that question, yes. Now, here's the disclaimer. It's what I've been telling people for years. When I was a car salesman, I sold cars every day. You were a purchaser. You were a consumer. You bought cars once every five to seven years. I was an expert at what I did. You were not. So when you came to the dealership, came to my dealership to buy a vehicle, you were not an expert at, at selling cars. I was. So I'm saying that to say this. Just because you can do something doesn't necessarily mean you should do something. If you're an attorney, yes, you know how to do this. If you're not, you can always research and become a more knowledgeable person in getting it done. But sometimes it's worth paying to get something like this done. And the company that I'm going to bring to you, their initial fee is like $249, $250, and that's to get started for your business. This is repairing your business credit and your company's credit, I mean, and your individual credit. But beyond that, it's $99 per month, $99 per month. Now, let me tell you why I say the fee is worth worth paying. I actually, years ago, decided to repair my credit. And let me tell you, it turns into a headache because you're dealing with three different credit bureaus. And it's a constant, constant connection with the credit bureaus. Once you sign it or fill out the information, send in a request for investigation, then they're going to send you information back telling you that it's valid or invalid. If it's invalid, then they're going to remove it. If it's valid and you think it's not valid, you have to send them another letter. Well, in the meantime, you're getting copies of your adjusted credit reports and you're still looking for uh, faults on there. You're looking for Things like um, on your credit, those two years inquiry reports, these are things that take up a lot of time. And unless you do this for a living, $99 to handle all three credit bureaus, that's $33 per credit bureau a month. And at the same time, the company is establishing credit for you and building credit for you. To me, it's a no-brainer. For the smart consumer Sometimes it's better to pay to have this done instead of trying to do it yourself. But, yes, you can do it. It's like doing your own taxes. If you have a complicated tax situation, you probably want to go to a tax preparer that knows about these type of situations or get with you a CPA that knows about those type of situations instead of trying to do it yourself. You will spend more time, money, and effort trying to do it yourself than letting somebody else do it. So my suggestion is, if you are knowledgeable enough to do it, do it. If not, pay somebody else to do it and get that headache out of the way. And these companies are saying to me that they will bill your credit, both personal and business, within a matter of six to nine months. Your credit is being built. You're going to have a strong credit profile where now at the end of nine months, you're a small business. <laughs> Instead of going down to, you know, one of the office supply companies and paying cash for what you need, you will have a credit card, a company, one of those companies' credit cards or a purchase order where you can go in and pay over time. Because let's face it, 
If you're a small business owner, cash flow is very important to you. If you don't have cash flow, you have a problem. Because when it comes time for paying your employees, those payroll, payroll taxes, that will eat into your profit margin. And if you have enough account receivables coming in, that's great. But if you have account receivables coming in, which are normally their net 30, some are net 15, but when you have those things coming in, but you have to do payroll today, you need your cash flow. So you don't want to go and spend all of your cash on products when you can use credit to do that and line those account receivables up with your account payables. And now things can balance themselves out and you're not caught in a crunch in the middle. So that's very important. And I know you hear me talking about business credit, personal credit, business credit, personal credit. I want you to understand both. But I know a lot of the people that are listening, especially with the way the economy is nowadays, jobs are few and far between. A lot of people are jumping into the entrepreneurial market, starting their own business. Well, this is very important for them. For the individual consumer, it's extremely important to you because most of my listeners, which is why we're doing the show now on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m., most of my listeners are hardworking, middle-class, middle-class Americans. They're earning their money, which means they're getting up Monday through Friday or whatever their work week is and going into a job to make ends meet pay their bills, these are the individuals, what happens now when I have a credit file, a credit problem? It's worth budgeting and paying to have your credit fixed legally. Legally, I don't bring you illegal stuff. Even though we legally steal stuff around here, I bring you legal stuff. Get your credit done through a company, a reputable company. But yes, it is something that you can do yourself. Now, I know sometimes I belabor a situation, but I do that because I want to express the emphasis on what's happening and ways that you can do it yourself. Dealing with credit is a monster. It really is. But going to, you know, first, like I said, first and foremost, you got to get you got to get your credit report. If you're planning on buying anything, don't get your credit report today and go buy tomorrow. That doesn't make sound financial sense. You need to be pulling your credit report. And remember, it's only you that's required to be proactive on your credit profile. If you're not, nobody else is going to be. Every day you're seeing something on the news from LifeLock or um, FreeCreditReport.com, different things like this for credit monitoring, credit, credit reporting services or credit monitoring services. But these are things that you have to be proactive on because once credit, like I said, credit is now emperor. It's not king anymore. It's emperor. And if your credit is not on track, you will not be able to, as I've stated before, get a job. You will not be able to get car insurance. Okay? If you do, your numbers are going to be highly elevated. They're checking credit for everything. Everything. You want to get life insurance, you want to get uh, car insurance, anything that you have to pay something monthly, these companies are checking your credit report. Now, I've been talking about the Fair Credit Reporting Act. 
These are things that are, you know, this act, it's a law. It's go, I mean, it's in place because consumers need protecting. I suggest you go to the Federal Trade Commission's website, www.ftc.gov, or just research through Google the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And there's a lot of information in there that will tell you basically how these things are laid out and the importance of credit. You don't want to go into a bank to open a checking account and you've got a bad credit issue. You don't want to go into a company to buy a product and you have bad credit issues because they will follow you around. And here's something that you need to know. If you have bad credit and collection agencies are calling you, you've got to keep this in mind. Got to keep this in mind. When they call you, it, there's something on your credit report that says date of last activity. Once you start to read your credit report across the lines, you'll see something that says date of last activity, DLA. What that means is if a credit collection agency called you today and you talk to them on the telephone, that is your date of last activity with that company, which means everything that I said that's deletable on your account, it goes from your date of last activity. So let's say that that thing has been on your credit report for six years. You're one year from it falling off of your credit, coming off of your credit report. And you pick up the telephone and say, hello. And they say, this is an attempt to collect a debt. And a live person comes on and talks to you. Once you hang up the phone, you can tell them I'm going to pay you. You can tell them never to call you again. You can tell them whatever your heart desire. But once you do that and you hang up the telephone, they will report to the credit reporting bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, that they talk to you. That now becomes your date of last activity. So that thing will continue to haunt you. It will continue to haunt you for another seven years. Another seven years. So you can have a bad credit situation that could haunt you for 7, 14, 21, 28 years. Just depends on if you answer the telephone or not. Okay, so I'm saying to you, if you don't recognize the number, don't answer the call. Just that simple, because otherwise it will be on your credit report. Just got another chat in. Um. They went to the credit website and the score was 810, wanted to thank us for the information. You are more than welcome. Now, if you have an 810 credit score, you are in the top echelon. I mean top echelon. Guard your credit with your life. It's like your reputation. Guard it. If your credit score is 810, you may want to contact somebody like LifeLock. That way, this company, LifeLock, and I, they, they, I do not, they do not underwrite the show, but I am going to say this. I like what they're doing. They will, it's called LifeLock. They will actually, once you sign on with them, it's like a monitoring fee, but they do something a little bit more than a monitoring fee. They guarantee up to a million dollars if somebody uses your credit report while you're under LifeLock, they can reimburse you up to a million dollars if someone is fraudulently using your credit while you're being under while you're under 
LifeLock. Now, that's powerful, very powerful. So I like the company's concept, and you can tell them that I sent you. They don't know me, but I'm sure they will at some point because I will be all over them if something goes wrong. Now, something else. I heard on the news last week that when you're in the store, and let's say you go to buy something, you pull out your debit card, and they will ask you for your zip code. Do not give them your zip code. Do not give them your zip code. Very important. Why? Why you shouldn't give them your zip code? Well, once they have your card number, all they have to do is match your zip code to it, and they have information. This is why you start to receive a lot of stuff in the mail. You go to, say I went to J.C. Penney's about a month ago before I knew about the zip code, and sure enough, they asked, like clockwork, what is your zip code? And I threw it out. Well, Within a week of leaving JCPenney, I started getting something in the mail because they did a cross-reference. Your name and address is sold on the national market daily. Anytime you get solicitations in the mail, you're getting those solicitations because somebody has sold your name and address to some company wanting to buy it, to market to. Well, in California... California Supreme Court ruled that individuals do not have to give out their zip code. California is kind of like a litmus test for the rest of the country. Things that happen there from a legal standpoint tend to spread to the east. You're going to see it coming here on the East Coast where you don't have to give out your zip code because once you do that, they have your information. And that's not something you want them to have. Plus, plus, plus. Uh, <laughs> CNN reported last week that a lot, of individuals, a lot of individuals at these retail companies that take your credit information, there was a credit ring going on around the country. And where these people, where you go in to pay for something with your credit card, they get your credit card number, have, take a look at your card, each transaction, they know what your security code is on the back of your card, because once you give away your card, it's just like you gave away who you were. They look at your security code on the back. They have your card number because it's in the system that they can see. They have your zip code. They have your information, and they were using these numbers to actually do business on your information. Now, I know this firsthand, not from a victim, but years ago when I was in law enforcement, we had a case that um, we were going to make an arrest on. We had gotten a call from Secret Service that this guy in this area was actually making credit cards. He had, after we went and hit the guy's home, he actually had all of the cards with the magnetic strips and was actually making credit cards. So now, if someone has your number, your security code, your address, they have your credit card. They just made a credit card 
as you. So you will have your card in your in your pocket, but this person will have your card in their pocket. And they're out using your card just like you are. And it doesn't show a red flag because it shows the same card, the same number, being used at different places. The only time it shows a red flag is if incidentally or ironically, you swipe your card at 12.05 p.m. and somebody else swipes your card in another city at 12.05 p.m., then it may send up a red flag. But other than that, it doesn't send up a red flag because it's your card being used. So you have to be very, very careful, very careful with your card. Now, some people have put on the back of their cards, ask for ID on their debit or credit card. But I can tell you, I did this and I did a test just to see how many people would ask for my card. One lady out of a five-month period asked for my ID, and that was at a, at a restaurant. I went to the post office. No one asked for my ID. I bought gas. I bought food. I bought supplies. No one asked for my ID except one lady within a five-month period from a restaurant. So you have to be guarded with your information because it is your information. Just be aware of that. Do not give out your zip code. Do not give out any pertinent information. And much to, much to a lot of, a lot of indi individuals' disbelief, online purchasing has now and has been for a while actually the most secure way to purchase something. It is the most secure way because you're doing it through a 128-bit encryption, if not more, system. 128-bit, if not more, a 256 encryption. 256 encryption is what the military used. It's almost impossible to crack it. So when you're buying something online or purchasing something online, it's a whole lot easier for you to have your number encrypted and nobody has that information than going into a store and swiping your card. Because as soon as you swipe, it comes up on their system. Or if they look at your card for some reason to type in the number, they know the number. So these are things that you have to be watchful of. Always be watchful. Now, a couple of administrative things. I, uh, I, you know, I get on a roll and I start talking and I don't give out the number but if you are new to Blog Talk or you listen to Blog Talk regular, our number should pop up, and it's 347-637-1008. Uh, I get impassioned about what I'm talking about. I do a lot of research because I want to bring you the most pertinent information. But I would love for you to call in or send, continue definitely continue sending us emails, but call in sometime. I'd love to hear from you. Three four seven six three seven one zero zero eight, and we can discuss anything that you want to discuss um, on the air. Any issues you may have. Now, last week I talked of something that was near and dear to me, and I want to explain to you because if you go to it, you know you may not have a clear understanding of what I'm asking for, but I want to explain to you what's going on. We have an opportunity here, and it's almost solidified in ink, but we have an opportunity to get our book, 
in front of millions of people, millions of people nationwide. However, at this time frame, we're unable to do that because we need to raise capital. Need to raise about $4,500, okay? And it's called The Negotiating Experience. That's the title of the new book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal, Your Way. If you go to the website, now I actually took the liberty of shortening the URL for you. It's bit.ly slash capital L, capital S, capital S, and the word help. bit.ly slash LSS help. Now you have to make those, the LSS, all have to be capitalized. That's bit.ly slash LSS help. When you go there, you're going to go to our campaign. The campaign is called the Negotiating Experience. Now, once you get to the campaign, I'm gonna you're gonna see a video there, and you're going to see information about what I'm asking for and why I'm asking it. I need your help so I can help others. This is information that once it's put out to the masses, it will save you thousands of dollars when it comes to buying a vehicle or buying anything else because the book is the negotiating experience. It talks to you about negotiating, teaches you some of the things that you need to know, give you different scenarios of the way people on the selling end do business. Also, I talk about something very important. You as the consumer, we are accustomed to buying we buy everything. And you're like, Essie, what are you talking about? Of course we buy. No, you should purchase. There's a big difference in purchasing and buying. When you buy, you buy with emotion. When you purchase, you do not. You purchase like it's a business transaction. You buy from your heart. Now, I know this to be true because years of selling and negotiating, I mastered the art. When I sold cars or sold insurance, I made sure I talked to you, the consumer, from a buying standpoint because I know you buy emotionally. Everything that we buy, we buy emotionally. I'm challenging you not to buy it. I'm challenging you to purchase it. Purchase it. Once you purchase it, you take the emotional factor out of it. So, with that, that's little things in the book. I talk about insurance, car insurance, and the the different things that you need and don't need as far as insurance. Also, if you contribute to our contribution request, we're creating a special thank you page in the book. Your name and your business, however you have it laid out, your name or your business, will go out, it will be listed in the front of the book as special donors to the Negotiating Experience campaign. And your name can go out across the world because that's where we see this book going. Definitely across the country because that's our primary focus. But your name will go out on this book 
as a special donor. You will also receive, if you contribute on a certain level, and I'm not talking about $5,000 contribution. If you're looking to buy a vehicle anytime soon, anytime within the next 12 months, if you're looking to purchase a vehicle, this book will be ideal for you if you know someone who's looking to buy one. This is a reader. This is something that you can keep with you. You can take to the dealership. But if you donate $25, you will receive the book. You will receive other, you'll be signed up on our newsletter, and you'll start receiving our free videos and different things like that throughout the month. But you'll also receive an autographed copy of the book. I want to make sure that you receive what you're, you know, what you're contributing to because I believe in you, the consumer, which is why I wrote the book. So it's something that I definitely want you to have, but I need your help in getting it done. The campaign explains that what is needed is we have to get it proofed, professionally proofed and edited. I am not going to have this book going out across the country with errors in it. Okay? Not going to happen. Two, we have an awesome design layout. I've conceptualized it, but now we have to get it in print. We have to get the workup laid out so it will be an appealing cover. And then the shipping and handling of printing, shipping and handling of the book is costly. But I would like to get at least a couple of hundred copies of the book. Once this is done, we will be able to ink the deal agreement. And as I've been telling you about credit unions, you all know that I'm pro-credit union, pro-credit union, pro-credit union. Um, I don't have a lot of love for the big banks. Now, this is not necessarily talking about the small community banks, but the big banks, the Bank of America, I have absolutely no love for. None. Uh, just the other day, because and the reason I don't is because they're not working with you. They don't work with you. In was it Wisconsin? Maybe it was Detroit. But a lady, Chase Manhattan, Chase J.P. Morgan Chase, was about to repossess this lady's car. She went to the bank in a help in an attempt to work with the bank because she needed her car. Most of us driving our cars need our cars. We may have suffered from the economy, but we need our vehicles. This lady goes to the bank to try to work something out with them. They told her no. They wanted their car. So she decided to go outside, get in her car, and she drove her car into the bank. Now, I don't suggest doing anything extreme as that, but she did. Of course, she's, you know serving some jail time right now or she's in jail waiting for her day in court. But this is the type of stuff that I say credit union, credit union, credit union. Credit unions will work with you. Why? Because they value you as a member or any type of membership-based financial institution. They're going to work with you. Yes, they want their money. Yes, you want the car. But why can't you come to some type of agreement where you can keep the car and they can continue to get paid? 
credit unions are the way to go. So as far as I'm concerned, big banks, they are arch nemesis of credit unions. And since I support credit unions and it's my show and I want to bring you things that matter to you most, I promote credit unions. Okay? So <laughs> always, I'll keep saying it. Monday morning, if you do not have an account at a credit union, go open one. $25, you're a member of the credit union, it'll buy you one share, and you also have that ability to work and build stuff with the credit union for life, your lifelong, because your, your share actually makes you a lifelong member of the credit union. So I'm a big supporter of credit unions. Get a credit union account, get one today. Back to the book. This book was written for or geared towards the credit union industry, member-based type organizations. However, it's written for the masses because I'm promoting credit unions. So once you get the book, you're going to see how I talk about credit unions and why I'm so in love with credit unions. I have an extensive background in credit unions, and I think you should know about credit unions and what they can do for you. As I stated Last year, I did a show on the benefit of credit unions. Maybe it was the first of this year, but it was the benefit of credit unions. And here's how important they are, but they're not getting a lot of love. There are 7,600, less than 7,600 credit unions in the U.S., less than 7,600 credit unions. Out of all of those credit unions, they have a combined asset of less than $1 trillion. Now, that may sound like a lot of money between 76 credit unions, but I can get you 10 banks that can get you a trillion dollars. See, a lot of people are members of credit unions already, but they will have a savings account at their credit union, and that's it. What about your checking account? They can do just about everything that your big banks can do. They can provide you financial services. They can provide you annuities. Some of them, if they're sizable enough, they can provide you insurance, mortgages, money markets. They have just as much power as banks. But you will have your savings account with your credit union. You will bank at a big bank. Okay? You will do your financial services with a big bank. You will get your car loan. When you go to a dealership, you'll get your car loan with a big bank or some type of manufacturer financing, you forget all about your credit union. But as soon as, as soon as you fall on financial hardship, that big bank is not going to work with you. They're not. That financing company, they're not going to work with you. Your credit union will. So now, this book is very important to the masses, and I need your help to get it out. I'm pleading. Please give me your help, and I will make sure that your name is on the book, in the book. You will get a copy of the book, and if you're our top contributor, you get your own show here, your own day, at the Legally Steal Show. You will have two hours to talk about your business or whatever it is you want to talk to, to the audience. And I'll tell you, our numbers are growing leaps and bounds every week. Every week, our numbers are increasing. People are liking it. I got an email yesterday. Randall, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for loving the show. 
I'm going to continue to bring you that information because it's a passion of mine. I want you to know. I want to keep receiving your emails, continue your calls, continue your support, and spread the word. Spread the word that we're on now Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, starting, in, starting in March, about the middle of March, we're going to be doing two shows, uh, a, a show on Sunday for the West Coast because they're three hours behind me here on the East Coast. So we're going to be doing a show for them on Sundays because, you know, Saturdays is beach time and they're normally out of the house. And, of course, we changed it from 2 p.m. because most people are, they want to listen to the show, but they're not at home. Hopefully they got a chance to tune in this morning. Also, this week, I have been invited to be a guest on the Caribbean radio show. Uh, I'll be on this Tuesday between 9 and 10 p.m. Make sure you check it out. The Caribbean radio show, it's on Blog Talk Radio. Just tune in to the Caribbean radio show. And it's great because it will give me a chance to be questioned uh, by by the host. I'll also be, you know... It's unscripted, so I'm off cue, and (laughs) trump me up if you can. Well, listen, it's been real. It's been live. Always, always, we're the best show on the web to bring you real, relevant, and reliable information for our smart consumers. Why? Because we bring you things that matter most to your wallet. Listen, I'll catch you up next weekend. Make sure you tune in. We're going to be talking about insurance the things you need to know about insurance. All right. Enjoy your weekend. I know I'm going to enjoy mine. It's hot. It's beautiful. It's sunny. Of course, I'm in shorts, but I've been in shorts all year. Sorry. But we have enough snowbirds down here. Okay. Individuals from the north down here in the south enjoying the sunny weather. Enjoy your weekend, and I will see you next week. Peace.